The Adventures of Bradley and Don. My talk 1071. Thank you for being here. We are so happy you're here. Bradley is so happy to be on a cruise right now. And we have Colleen Lindstrom in the studio with us. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for having me. And she gets to watch uh, some pretty cool TV. I watch a lot of TV. And I always trust what Colleen watches because we have similar tastes. Mm -hmm. What is this thing called Escaping Twin Flames that I've seen on Netflix? Okay. So this kept on being on my front page. Yeah. And here, uh, here's a little tidbit about me, and I bet that you probably uh, are similar. You say the word cult. I'm already, it's downloaded, and I watch, I'm watch. i watching it five minutes <laughs> they ago. They do great things with docu-series do. on cults. So this is only, it's really, it's manageable. It's only three episodes, one hour a piece. Oh. Right? So you're like, okay, I can do that. I don't know why they didn't just put it all in one package, but nobody asked me. It yeah. doesn't matter. So three one-hour episodes of this docu-series. Uh-huh. It's called Escaping Twin Flames. And it is literally about... Okay, think about it this way. Think about it as uh, like love connection or like a dating a dating uh, service okay. meets like your higher purpose kind of... I'm not going to say religion, but like, yeah, kind of like your purpose in life. Uh-huh. This cult, and it is a cult... Oh by definition, is led by a husband and a wife who want to make people believe that they have a twin flame in life and that your job on earth is to find your twin flame. And once you've found your twin flame, they will help you create this like super relationship with your twin flame. (laughs) Now there's so much about this that you're like, are you serious? And people bought this. Yes, they did. When people were at like their most hopeless points oh no, and they were hurt from a relationship or they, or maybe they had like an unrequited love. They felt very attracted to somebody else. And that person wasn't, you know, attracted to them and they were searching the internet for answers. Uh huh. Because that's what we do oh, now. Yeah. They would find this. Like, why isn't he calling me back? Right. They would find this twin flame site oh. where you would pay people. And it was, it was, oh, wait, I also forgot another ingredient. It's basically a pyramid scheme, too. Oh, no. Right. So he's, he and his wife are at the top of the pyramid, the, the husband and wife team whose names are, oh my gosh, I'm going to get it wrong. I got to, I have to remember their actual names. Um, but the, but the husband and wife are at the top of this pyramid and they because they've found their twin flames can help other people find theirs. So then they hire they you know bring people directly under them to be coaches. Oh. And then they've created and then now in order if you want to go through their program, you have to pay thousands of dollars and people will and one of see this is a hallmark oh. of a a cult is that the person who's leading the cult basically says like I have all of your answers, and those people, like your family, was actually like abusive to you. You need to cut them out. Yeah, that's so that then the, yes. They become the person. <sighs> it is absolutely riveting because these people will sign over everything to find their twin flame, and then they're being directed to completely acquiesce to whatever their twin flame, whoever they've deemed their twin flame, and they to pick be. the person. Not really. It's not like matchmaking. It's okay. like, but they, but they kind of take people through the steps, like life coaching. To find mm, that makes life coaching sound useless. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because what, yeah. no, because what they're doing is saying like, here's 
here's like put yourself out there in this way and then if a person responds to you in this way they're probably your twin flame so then what happens is the desperate person is like oh my gosh you're my twin flame and then the other person if they're also kind of vulnerable is like okay i'm interested in this twin flame thing and then suddenly you're coaching other people to find their twin flame and it's so weird it's very strange And the, literally, it it's okay. So, can we play a little bit of the? Yeah. I want to because it'll help. It'll it won't give you all the answers. And the trailer is super long, but we're gonna play a little bit of the beginning of okay. it, so you can kind of get a feeling for. And I'll tell you, the first voice you hear is of a mother mm. who's talking about her daughter, who's really been lost to this cult. Oh, he took my child. He twisted her memories, her mind. Mm. Haven't seen her in over three years. Most of this great wealth comes directly from teaching others how to have beautiful, healthy, loving, romantic relationships. I thought that everything in my life was going good, but I was just missing my true love. You too can have harmonious union. I found people that I can relate to and I can trust. We had 38,000 people in the group. This is the story of falling in love. They are saying things like, are you ready for the ultimate love of your life? What Jeff and Shalia do has nothing to do with love. It's control. You're getting some prime ass tea. None of it matters because you're his twin flame and this is your union. Jeff taught us to pursue our twin flames at all costs. When I spoke up about how I was feeling, I got shunned by Jeff and Shalia. Liar! Andrew's lying! Andrew's lying! That's Jeff. What? Liar. You're either feminine at your core or masculine at your core. I question Okay, so that voice is Jeff. And and they did all of this, like, um, the community existed really like in an online forum. I, you know, and I haven't gotten to episode three and I'm only in episode one, so I don't know what happens. Oh, wow. Cool. Right. But it's, do you see? I I know (laughs) I'm on the journey, but you can see how people might fall into this and think it's going to be the answer that they need for the loneliness that they're having in their life. Mm. And then he, Jeff is his name. And he's really kind of the person who started it. Jeff and his wife, Shalia, they have, what they believe they are twin flames and they've got this perfect relationship. They then kind of coach you through your desperation. But Mm -hmm. the problem is when you arrive at that already in a place of like looking for your answers and then they swoop in with all the answers, it's really easy to give yourself over to that. And he preys on it. And there's one person who said, you know, in that trailer, you're taught to, he coaches you to, um, pursue your twin flame at any cost. Yeah, it, and I'm thinking any cost. Yes, because this woman talked about her, uh, the person being abusive to her, and he said that doesn't matter. That's your twin flame, <gasps> right? No. Yes. I was going to ask: Are messy. there any like you find you think it's your twin flame, but you find out a whole bunch of things about them that are like, oh, they're cheating on me, yeah. or they're a criminal, or something. All of those things. You have to accept that. According to Jeff, the the, there's no deal breakers. Hey, but can I tell? No, there's (laughs) one. I mean, there's like, oh, it's a whole thing. But I have to tell you about Jeff and his wife. One of the things that, like, actually, this whole thing should come with a trigger warning because if you are a person who's been in an abusive uh, relationship, I can see how it would be really upsetting to watch this and watch somebody 
glorifying that and manipulating that. But he, there's one particular moment in this docu-series in the first episode where he's talking about a sexual relationship with his wife. And he Mm -hmm. basically is like, you know, sometimes she's like not in the mood, not in the mood, not in the mood. But then I tell her she's in the mood and I, you know, pin her down and start kissing her. And then suddenly, guess what? She's in the mood. And then we're having a great time. And I'm like, (laughs) no, there's, Um, there's other words for that. Like you're, that's. That is what we're dealing with. Oh, it is. Like I said, anytime you tell me a cult is involved, I'm like front row seat, popcorn popped. Let's go. Oh, and that's what this is. And this is Netflix. Netflix. Oh, I saw it come up. We only watch Bake Off right now on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And a couple of things I had to like Squid Game. There's the Squid Game thing. The the reality show one. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched that. And this also came up. So definitely we'll put yes. this on our list seriously throw it in the queue because it, it's escaping mm. twin flames on yes, netflix on netflix all right we're going to talk about piers morgan if you're not already next, amped up enough the cult of <laughs> piers morgan uh so there was this whole thing about omid scobie's book well piers morgan has some information he feels like the british public should know and he's doing them a service that's coming Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental, the best place in town to bring your smile. How do I know that? Well, because I'm a patient and I have been for the last few years and I love the experience start to finish that I've had at Dakota Dental and you and your whole family will too. They make it so easy to get it and be seen by some of the best dentists in the Twin Cities. They've got appointments available at times that work with your schedule. I know the end of the year seems like it's right around the corner because it is but here's the thing they have appointments available before the end of the year which is great because not only do you want to get it off your list but it's also a great time to put to use the last of your 2023 benefits so go ahead and do that head to dakotadental.com give them a call make an appointment get on the calendar even if you want to get the the appointment in for the new year whatever works best for you will work at the best dentist in the twin cities head to dakotadental.com today Thank you, Dolly Parton. It's the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom filling in for Bradley. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah, Bradley's on a cruise, having the time of his life. His uh, ultimate goal is to go on all the best cruises in the world. Yeah, so I believe fulfilling. he can do it. I think he can yeah. too. Um, Piers Morgan is a big butthole. <laughs> Um, how else do I say it? I would say it in different ways if I wasn't broadcasting Mm -hmm. in polite society. But he is a British broadcaster who loves to step in it. He is controversial. He likes to give platforms to people who shouldn't have them. Yeah. And, but sometimes he likes to feel like a hero. Yeah. I like to use the word blowhard. Okay. Blowhard is great too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So who's he giving platforms to? Um, He is giving platforms to the idea that Omid Scobie's book was pulled from Dutch shelves after... Um, the names of certain royals were mentioned who he says to be racist. There were conversations. So Meghan Markle, let me go back mm-hmm. on an interview with Oprah. Yep. She said one of the problematic things about living in the royal family is that within it, she found that there was just racism that she didn't expect mm-hmm. when she got pregnant. 
she talked about a conversation that happened. She didn't say who, where they were talking about. Oh, yeah. She was what, very careful, in fact, to not say who. Yes. She said she was appalled at the fact that some members of the royal family were thinking about and talking about, I wonder how dark the baby will be, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Questioning what the color of the baby's skin would yes. be. I think that. I I don't know the origin of where they were coming from, if it was coming from a place of love and just curiosity. But really, that is a racist statement. And why does it matter? Right. Right. So we knew that. But she was very careful about talking about it. And when asked the question, she refused to answer. Well, Omid Scobie apparently in his book brings up this topic and Apparently, in Holland, there were pre-releases of the book, Mm -hmm. this tell-all book about the royals, where the names were actually mentioned, and it was a mistake that they were printed, or I don't know why they were mentioned, but the U.S. found out and said, we need you to pull all those copies because you don't realize that the bad copy came out. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I question whether or not... like. Who has two different copies of a book? Yeah, I have so many questions about this I think to they, begin with. Omid Scobie and the publisher wanted those names out there, yeah. but they don't want to be sued for libel. Exactly. So, so there's it's like a oopsie daisies. Like, oh, oh my gosh, how did that happen? Yeah. Oh, well, we thought we were still in the Britney Spears paper shortage. We didn't know that happened. <laughs> right. We didn't print <laughs> double copies. All right. So that's happened. And we all knew eventually we we're going to find out yeah. who these people People sure, are. of course, because um, welcome to the world. Yeah, it's like one of these people are going to talk. Well, yeah. apparently Piers Morgan mm-hmm. had paid somebody to give him the answer. Mm-hmm. And on his show yesterday, he said that he does know the names of the two people who had this conversation. Interesting. And what I love about it is that the way he spins it is, why do people in Holland get to know this? The British people, you people who pay taxes into this system, you are paying for the royals. You need to know whether or not the people your money goes to are racist. This is the Piers Morgan way. And you're welcome. Look at me. I'm a hero. Yeah. And you're welcome because you need to know this. So I'm going to tell you, which he proceeds to say. And what does he say? That it's Charles. And you're going to think I'm going to say Camilla. It's Kate. Oof. Charles and Kate Middleton are the two that had that conversation, allegedly. So I've heard multiple different things. Okay, what have you heard? Well, I heard that Omid Scobie... Okay, I might be getting it all wrong because I haven't been following it as deeply as you have. But I had heard that in that book, it came out that it was actually not royals, but it was... Uh, staff members. Staff members. Yes. Okay. So that's what I thought. Uh-huh. So that's why this surprised me. I'm like, oh, are we still talking about this? Yeah. I thought we'd already apparently figured that out. Pierce Morgan. It's Charles and Kate. And how do we know? We don't. We that's don't. But it doesn't matter because in the court of public opinion, yes, everything that comes out in the public involving anybody, you people just believe tabloids yeah they believe unless like it's just one account of something Mm -hmm. but when there are multiple accounts you're like okay 
when there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. But I think that there, this is it. Like, like they're going to be judged for doing this, even if they didn't. Even if they didn't. Well, yes. now because yeah, Piers Morgan has attached Said, their hey. names to it. <sighs> yes. Now I will be honest. I I vaguely remember at some point. See, this is the thing. I can't even keep track of it. I feel like you know. I think Megan made it really clear she wasn't going to say the names Mm -hmm. of who it was which i that's strategy in and of itself right Mm -hmm. because it leaves you to guess yeah but the first guess that people gave was charles charles and camilla and camilla right so i but yeah here we are still talking about it Mm -hmm. and pierce morgan weighing in on it is just him inserting himself into the story it is and they're working so hard the royal rota to make Kate look like the next queen who is a goddess yeah. who does nothing wrong. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that they're spinning yeah. you know, over this. So Oof. we'll keep you abreast of the situation yes. across the pond. Uh, coming up next, we have to talk about Hall versus Oates. Yes. Did you know that Hall is suing Oates? Let's get into it. Celine, loving this song. I love, I love it too. this song. I do too. That's Clean Lindstrom filling in for Bradley Trainer, Bradley Rainer, whoever. Bradley He's on Trainer. a cruise. He's he fine. Is. He's fine. He's relaxed. That's right. Okay, so we have to get into Hall versus Oats. Okay, this last time I was here to fill in, I mm-hmm. think it was like right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So just over a week ago, the news had broken mm-hmm. that Hall was suing Oats. Yeah. And there was also a restraining order involved. Yes. And we were like, huh? Would you what? And now there's like little bits of information trickling out and I know none of them. So tell me everything. Okay. So the title of the TMZ article is quoting Shakespeare, which I love at two oats (laughs) and Julius Oates and you. Brutus? Like in Julius Caesar. Too Brute. Oh my gosh. He backstabbed me, secretly tries to sell out. So what happened is that they had a company together, Hall and Oates, and it was, you know, managing their intellectual property, their songs together. And um they had pieces to sell off eventually eventually Mm -hmm. but they had to approve those with each other okay it wasn't like you can just go sell your part so it's sort of like if i can just draw a pop culture uh a corollary yes sort of like when angelina jolie sold the entire winery that she owned yes thank you with brad pitt yes similar a russian oligarch yeah yes Mm -hmm. except he sold it to it's a company called Primary Wave, or he's trying to sell it to mm-hmm. Primary Wave, okay. and that would be Oats. Okay? Okay. So he's trying to sell part of the back catalog. But, hello, Daryl is on all of those songs. Yeah. It's not like it was just you solo and yeah. you're selling your stuff. Yeah, you can't just sell that stuff without the you know, approval. So yeah. it's really dumb for Oats to do this. The dummy <laughs> The legal this, term the is legal- dumb. <laughs> The legal term. <laughs> this is like if I was one of the lawyers um, on, oh, what was that uh, fake courtroom show? Jury duty. Jury oh, duty. I was say it's the like people's court. No, <laughs> yes, yes. And, but like uh, jury duty, yeah. that fantastic reality show where the guy didn't know that everybody was actors. I'm oh one God. of the lawyers right now on that okay. show. Okay. This is really dumb yeah, of Oates to try to do this. So, in the documents, the new thing that we learned, so, he tries to sell 
half of the company to primary wave and they would control his image okay. and what you would do with those songs. That's what happens when you sell off your catalog. Yeah. But it's a 50-50 thing. Uh, so Daryl says in these documents, it says he was blindsided by this decision, which was revealed to him two days before he was leaving on a solo tour. <gasps> and he thinks that it was intentional by John Oates. Okay. Because he wanted him to fail. I just want to say, it sounds to me like this was broken before it <laughs> broke. Like, there's huh. no trust between these people. I don't know what happened before this to get them to the point where, if it's true, Oates wants Hall to fail on his own. That's, oh. Um, and uh, Daryl Hall says, um, I have no intention of becoming partners with Primary Wave. And Oates cannot be permitted to thrust a new partner upon me in this outrageous fashion. So the thing it's 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 just the part that it's like if you're talking about the logistics of you cannot sign this paperwork, but it gets petty when you cannot prove that he had intentions to harm you or bring you down. Right. That's where it's a little embarrassing that that kind of stuff is mentioned. Right. I mean, it's. Again, like I said, it's, you know, we're just seeing this this conflict come to a head because, like, the law is now involved, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But, you know, somewhere there is a, a story being written about where their trust fell apart years before, yeah. right? I mean, this is, I remember, did we talk about this last week when I was here? There's like a quote where one of them said, basically, oh, you know it, Mike. Yeah, Yeah. and there was an interview that they did in 2022, and somebody talked about, oh, your your partner, uh, John Oates, and he says, he is not my partner. And I remember what he said. He made it very specific Mm -hmm. on what he said, that he's like my business associate or whatever. And it sounds like in some of these recent articles, they've kind of agreed to a business divorce is the word that was used last year. Yeah, Mm. that sounds about right. Where they're going to basically start splitting up assets and then obviously this is a step further yeah. when he actually went and, it, and tried to sell off his half. Yeah, so it literally is like Chateau Miraval. Mm-hmm. It, it is. is like yep. a musical version of Chateau Miraval for a couple that was never married, but they were work married. <laughs> That's right. I mean, yes. it's a, again, it's like this is oof. B- people be messy and breakups are messy, yeah. even if it's just from a business standpoint. It is really Ugh. hard. Now, I think that Daryl Hall has a leg to stand on because there's a reason why he doesn't like this primary wave. What company. are they? Okay, because he says that the company has a reputation for exploiting copyrights and trademarks of artists okay. after they purchase their catalogs. So he does not want primary wave controlling his name and likeness. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't like the way this company handles whatever it is they do with the songs. Like, I don't know. Uh, Can you make it in an agreement? Like if you use my songs in the future in commercials, it can't be for like, I don't know, fertility clinics or Or like depends or or something you don't want to be involved in. Can't you write that in? Like you can own it, but you cannot license my image to something that is anti-Semitic or, you know. Yeah. I mean, one would think you could, but if you, if it's happening without your knowledge. Yeah. Right. Like, well, see, the thing that's weird about this is that did. So if 
if it's true that Oates wanted to hurt John and his solo career, mm-hmm. Oates wanted to hurt Hall, mm-hmm. did he do this deal knowing that Daryl wasn't going to sign it, but really just to mess with him? Right. So that's what's interesting like, to me. you think me. you're going to go on tour? I'm going to make you so distracted. But here's the other thing is, like, could it have ever even, at some point, it would have had to have been put in front of him. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't going to go through. Yeah, but maybe he didn't have any intention for it to go through. It was he just, just really to him. needle him. It's just to go, and Oh, you guys, I would I would pay tickets to watch this drama unfold. <laughs> this is like a I w- weird opera. Yes. Like, remember oh. we were talking about Taylor Swift's yes. life is like an opera? And we're getting the utopia part of it now. Yeah, well, this, this is, is like the, the downfall. Yes. This is like the sad panda part. Yes. This is. I want to go to this rock opera. Oh my God. I do. I want to go to it. I want, um, I want Constantine Maroulis <laughs> to star in it alongside oh Adam Lambert. Oh. I've already got it cast. It's going to be great. I oh can't my wait. gosh. <laughs> pulling out two American Idol favorites of mine. <laughs> That's amazing. Constantine Maroulis, I haven't even thought oh, of Oh, do you know why forever. he came up in my head why? first? Because I saw him in Rent, like, oh, hot off, hot, hot off, off the press. The press, like, hot <laughs> off um, American Idol. And I was like, that is Constantine Maroulis. Yes. In Rent, in front of me at the Ordway. And then I, just recently, why did I see, where was I that I saw his costume? Oh, I know where I was. I was in New York at the um, Broadway Museum, which is this great oh, yeah. little. You went there with your daughter. Yeah. yeah, and I took. I was like, and I was. I tried to explain to her what whose costume <laughs> we were looking at, and if and I she's could, like, whose costume? She was like, Mom, I don't care. you're embarrassing me. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Are you feeling okay? You're now you're speaking in tongues. You're like, oh, this is a deep, I'm, deep yep, thing. Sorry. And I don't want to have any part of it. I was like, sorry, oh I'm your gosh. mother. <laughs> so who wrote? I wonder. I'm gonna just type in the Google here. Who yeah. wrote most of the songs? Oh, good call. Uh, most of Hollow Notes. Oh, because- that's gotta. Because that was the other quote. I did find the actual quote, and he says he's not. He, he said he is my business partner. Partner. He's not my creative partner. Yes. So it Thank sounds you. like what Daryl Hall was saying is like I created this. Yeah. Or these are my creations. Yeah. He's trying to differentiate. Yes. Which actually, I wonder if that quote won't come back. Mm-hmm. You know, in some way, because even though it was in an interview, like that's. I mean, everybody cites that quote. Yep. Because so, you knew something was real tense and kind of irritated at that point when he said it like that. So I'm finding here that it's a a little known fact that although Daryl Hall was admittedly the most prolific songwriter in the group, Oates' contributions there are substantial. Three of the duo's most enduring hits, She's Gone, Out Mm -hmm. of Touch, and Man Eater originated with John Oates' chorus hooks. So okay. here we have, I mean, because when you think of hollow notes, I think, I think of Daryl Hall's voice. Yeah. You know, mostly. Yeah. Um, but when you think about, they each have equal part in the so, songwriting. This is where, cre- this is what is hard about creatives mm-hmm. is because you feel an ownership of your, what you feel that you created. Yeah. But creativity is not, especially when it's done in a group or in a duo. Mm-hmm. It's hard to delineate what came from whose brain. Exactly. So that gets to be tricky. It is. And how do you prove it if you didn't save your written 
Right. Notes. And this is also a reason why they have such a like it's really hard to prove um what is it called when you borrow from another song like like, sam- like, ho- oh, they, like when we talk about like um what happened with uh, blurred lines and mm-hmm. right like it's hard to prove those things you have to prove that you actually pulled yeah those chord pr- progressions yes it's yes. not easy copyright is it copyright what is that um yeah it's just yeah okay anyway it's that's it's so hard with creativity because when brains come together things kind of get spilled out in the middle of the room. So you might think because you know one voice that that's the person that you can attribute that stuff to, but no, yeah. I feel like I'm rambling, but no, you know what no, I'm no, saying. No, I know what you mean because they're going to is it going to be plagiarism. There you go. Thank you. Is it going to be a place where in court we're going to have to sift through you know like old pieces of paper that Oates wrote yeah. down some the hook of lyrics and well, then like the good news, jot Dawn. it down. We're not going to have to sift through anything. They're going to do all the sifting for us, and we just get to watch. Yeah, <laughs> and I can go for that. I okay? can go for that. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, it is sad though because I love Hollow Notes. I, I saw them too. here like yes. maybe four years ago or something. Yeah. And yeah. they were phenomenal. And I remember thinking I didn't know I was going to love Hollow Notes so much when I saw them together. Yeah. And then now, can we just talk about the sad part? Yeah. That was probably the last time. Probably. Because you know, they, no, I don't I mean, know, stranger things getting, have happened. Ever, ever getting back together. Thank you, Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we had that feeling at one point with Fleetwood Mac, and we did get like mm. the Phoenix Rose once. Me, yeah. So it could happen, this but likely ugly, not. Especially if there's a restraining order. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if you can forgive that. No. But, I mean, Oates would have to be really forgiving. Yeah. I just hope he's sowing his... Wild, wild oats, oats right now yeah in his off time mm-hmm. okay and well, i hope that the other guy is down the hall yeah because there's a restraining order <laughs> <laughs> okay well listen we do our best okay <laughs> wow um okay when we come back we're gonna play a game time now to play along it's game Here's your host, Mike Ganger. Yes, it is indeed that time. Let's spin the wheel and find out what game we are going to play today. Colleen, you're familiar with this. You've played quite a few times with yeah, us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's see what game show we're going to play here today. There goes the wheel. And where's it going to stop? It'll stop right there. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't game remember. Shows? It's time. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to play the game where you're looking to avoid this sound. It's press your luck. Press your luck. No whammies. Big money. Big money. No whammies. whammies. Uh, You familiar with the game, Colleen? Uh, I'm going to need a refresher. It's very simple. I'm going to have four trivia questions for you for the two of you. When you think you know it, just yell at your name. If you get it right, you uh, well. First off, you're going to give me an answer. Okay. Then your opponent (laughs) is going to get to hear. Two other answers, and then if you got it right with your guess, you get two spins, and your opponent, if they got it right, they get one spin. Ah. And uh, we go through four questions. If neither of you have a guess, and I read the three questions, and you get it right, you get one spin. It's very simple. It's okay. way more. Co- it sounds, it sounds worse than it is. It's a, yeah. Well, you know what? Anyone I, who's seen the show knows exactly. Yeah, what's we will learn by doing. Two spins versus one spin is what you can collect. You try okay. to collect as many spins as possible. Then we go over to the big board where all the money is at, right. and we hear that sound. Big, big money, big money. And no you tell whammies. Me where 
to where to stop, and then you look to avoid the whammies. It's okay. very simple. Let's okay. play a game. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's get it started. Again, yell at your name when you think you know the answer. Okay. Are the two of you ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got four questions. We're looking to collect some spins here. Okay. For press your luck. What is the largest country by area? Don McLean. Don? China? Is it China, Russia, or Canada? Uh, do, and do I get a you chance You get to now? guess. Yep, no, you uh, get to guess. It is Russia. You're going to go with <gasps> Russia. Oh. Is it China? It is not. It is indeed Russia. Oh, so God. no spins to Don. One spin over to Colleen. Okay. And we move on to our next question. Okay. Did I jump in too quickly? Not at all. You did no, perfect. You said okay. your name. That's right. exactly what you're all supposed right. to do. Right. But so the idea is that once one of the two of you guess, then the you other get the person options. gets to hear two other options. It's multiple oh, choice for only the second person. Strategy. Who doesn't. Gotcha. That's why they can only get one point where oh. the person who answers immediately can get more. Oh, that's right. That's how your luck works. Okay, Here okay. we go. Let's do another one. All right. This 1999 erotic mystery psychological thriller was director Stanley Kubrick's final film. Colleen. Colleen. Eyes wide shut. Dying just days before showing it to Warner Brothers, is it American Beauty, Eyes Wide Shut, or Pleasantville? Don? It's definitely Eyes Wide Shut. Yes, it definitely is. Two spins over to Colleen, one spin to Don. Oh, man. We move on to question number three. That was dicey. Here we go. The third best selling album of the 1990s was Jagged Little Pill from this artist. Colleen. Alanis Morissette. Is it Alanis Morissette, Brandy, or Alicia Keys? It's Alanis Morissette. It is Alanis Morissette. Five spins for uh, yes. Colleen and two for Don. We go to our final one. In 2013, Harrison Ford played Brooklyn Dodgers owner Branch Rickey in the movie 42 about this groundbreaking baseball player portrayed uh, by Chadwick. Colleen. Colleen. Jackie Robinson. Is it Jackie Robinson, Hank Aaron, or Ernie Banks? I'm going to say Jackie Robinson because she's a baseball mom. You're exactly right. It is Jackie Robinson. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So you collected a bunch of spins there. Six spins to three, but it's not about how many spins you have. It's how you use them. Exactly. So that is the key to this game. We are going to now head over to our big board. You see it over there? Isn't it beautiful? It's got those those dollar signs on it. Look at your big board. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Uh, Let's get this started again. You got six spins. Now, uh, that's what you, or excuse me, seven spins. You've collected seven seven spins. You use the spins until you want to pass some over to Dawn, and any pass spins have to be used. It's 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 simple. Again, you're trying to collect all. I don't get it. Well, you're trying to collect all you can here with the big board. You're going to hear this sound. Uh That's the board going, and eventually you're going to say stop. Okay. And where you stop is going to be how much money you made. Oh, okay, fine. So go ahead and say stop when you're ready. You're looking to avoid the whammies. Big money, no whammies. Stop. $1,000. Nice spot to stop. Oh, wow. You still got six spins to go. Okay. And uh, let's give the wheel a... uh, (laughs) Her face. (laughs) You guys, it's really... It's not not real. Colleen's uh, looking... I know, but I'm so excited because now I have $1,000. And I'm looking at Mike's big board and it's just a lot to take in. (laughs) All right. We're spinning that wheel again or spinning that board again. You got uh, six more spins to go. It's a wheel, not a board. Stop. You're going to stop there? Another win there. That is eight hundred bucks. Nicely done. Uh, You're up to eighteen hundred. Now I'm just greedy. Okay. And now yeah, you've got on. five spins remaining. Do you want to keep going? I, I guess. Sure. Why not? Right. Let it roll. She's going to keep going again. Looking to avoid those whammies. Go ahead. Stop. Ooh. I knew I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it. 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 it should have. It's fine because now I get to spin. Yeah. 
But did I just lose all my money? Yeah. No, you, you lost all oh. your money, but you still got four spins. Well, thank goodness. So what do you want to do with those four spins? You've got zero, but here's the thing: is you have no money now, so you, you want to try to collect as much again. as you can. Oh, I want to spin again. Yeah, you want to keep spinning. You want to keep spinning. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> <keep going. laughs> All right, we're here. back spinning once again. Go ahead and tell me when to stop. Two thousand dollars. Nice oh job. Oh my gosh. Love it. And remember, Whoa. I have no life, so this is actually like a randomizer and uh, an yeah, algorithm not, back here. You're real. actually okay, playing a real there, game. Oh my I'm not gosh. just making it up as we go. He has a so. program. Well, that's even more fun. Fines and all of it. I all love right. it. Okay, let's, let's, I'm going to spin again. I'm going to spin again. again. Let's do it again. All right, here we go. Let's see where you stop. Stop! $1,800. You're up to $3,800. And you got two spins left to go playing little pressure luck on game show roulette. What would you like to do with those two spins? Go. Remember, Don has three now. spins. Okay, I'm gonna go. You're gonna go for it. Okay, <laughs> gonna she's gonna keep on going, yeah, looking to avoid those whammies. There goes the board. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Four hundred bucks. Okay, that's not bad. Look that's at this. Good. You can go to Europe now. This is so fun. Forty-two hundred dollars. You've got one spin to go. Keep in mind, your opponent has three spins. What would you like to do? Again, you're looking to avoid those whammies. If you hit a whammy, you're gonna lose all your money, and Don's gonna have five spins. What do you want to do? I'm or three spins, I should I'm say. I'm gonna go. You're gonna go, go one more no, time. No, sorry, John. You got one I final love you, spin. But now I'm greedy. Come on, okay, now. let's go. Here we go. One final spin. See if you can avoid those whammies. Stop. It's two. Excuse me. Twelve hundred dollars. <gasps> okay, there's no <gasps> way I can win. So, well, you know, there know. absolutely is. Don't you forget. Don't know, there's girl. there's the there's money and spins on the board okay, as well. That was good. Okay, okay, okay. So okay. good job. All right, uh, that felt good. Don, you've got. What's my total? I forgot. Three spins. You're at fifty four hundred dollars. Wow. $5,400. We move back over to where you, Don. You can just take that control of the board for the first time. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. All right. Just avoid yeah. those whammies, okay? You're so calm. Look at yeah, that. I have to spins. get in the zone, and I intuitively try to stop. Oh, she's I very love it. good okay. at this game. Yeah, right. Let's see if okay. she can continue to mind meld with me. And Go ahead. Stop. 3,000 and a spin. That's exactly what you needed. So now you still have three spins to go. (laughs) Okay. $3,000. Let's go again. All right. Let's do it one more time or a couple more times here. You got three spins. Six hundred. You're at thirty six hundred. Knocking on All right. my door. And you've got two spins Ooh. to go here. <laughs> okay. What would you like to do? Oh, I'll go again. You're gonna Come go on. again, of course. Let's see how it goes. Stop. Oops. So sorry. That's Those okay. little guys come over here and then they like do yeah, things. It's like it's, annoyed. It is. It's like a cute little annoyed. And they come oh. and they steal all your money. You do have one spin left, one though. One spin. So I you mean, still got a shot. Be, I could get an extra spin you and a lot of money. You need this to be an extra spin is what you need. <sighs> okay. Otherwise, it's going to be yeah. Colleen winning today. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Tell me when to stop. Stop. 800 bucks. Colleen's a winner today. Yeah. yeah. John, where are we going? That was I'll one of the you. highest winner, wins I think Ooh, we've ever had in this game. That was so fun. I, I think was... I just want to go to New York and have okay, a really go. good time. Let's go. With all that money yes. and a cheap flight, but yeah. not a not, discount yeah, airline. We're, we want, we'll pay extra so that we don't have Outburst. an event. Yeah. An event. And just a um, reminder, uh, Colleen, you, you know, you played enough with us, but maybe you don't know. We don't have winners and losers. So you are the winner today, but we have winners and consolation prize winners. Oh, so I love it. You're the winner. And Dawn, you, though, are going home with this. That is great. It is the season. I get a Vaseline 
chapstick? That yep. is necessary. Have you been your lip? My, I'm chapping up all the time. Uh, yeah, I'm just surprised that the value That's is very low. Very exciting. It's a consolation price. <laughs> it, is. it is. And back in the 80s or whatever, they're like, I got some chapstick. Yes. I find most of those, by the way, on a on a YouTube page. That's worst consolation prizes ever. Oh, so that is that, why you that got fit one. the bill. Yeah. Here I am, Thank just you. excited. Like, look at you got it's you got Vaseline. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mike. Yeah. We will see you tomorrow, and we will also see Colleen as well. Thanks, so guys. thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.